Did you like that? <laughs> so that reminds us what they said. It's better to have a giving heart than to give anything at all. And why is this? Because it's the thought that counts, right? Yeah. But it wasn't for that guy. So is it really the thought that counts? I suppose it depends on what type of thought it is. So if the thought is, I'm going to give lots and lots of presents so that I can get lots and lots of presents, well, that sort of really doesn't count, does it? What about if the thought is, well, I'm not going to expend any brain power at all to bless the person that I really love at Christmas time. That thought doesn't count either. What about if it's like, oh, it's just about the thought. So I'm not going to worry myself about even getting a gift that's great. So you end up giving, giving away like a rubbish gift. Does that thought count? No. You know what? What about this thought? What about if you get up early in the morning and you make your wife breakfast in bed and on that tray you put a rose right beside the freshly squeezed orange juice and then you put a note and the note reads like this. No gift could express how I feel about you. How you serve our family tirelessly and you make me a better man. Your beauty graces me and your presence refreshes me every day. I count myself to be the luckiest man in the world to be able to wake up beside you every day. And I thank God for blessing me with you every single day. Now that's a thought that counts. It really does. And you know what? A card is a great way of expressing our love for somebody. As long as it's about writing the words about how we truly feel about that person. So if we got an A4 piece of paper and we just folded it in half and we just wrote, Merry Christmas on the outside and on the inside we wrote, from Max. Do you think that'd count? No, it doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't count. So you know what? It's a real art in giving the right gift, isn't it? And if you look back, do you remember like Pastor Peter spoke a couple of weeks ago about the wise men? What a great sermon that was. And he said they traveled for thousands, thousands of kilometers to be able to give Jesus some gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And you know what they did that day? They actually started the tradition of gift giving at Christmas time because that was the first time it, was, it happened. So you know what? We are reminded at that point. Whoops, sorry, I'm just lost myself here. Ooh, I've gone a little bit ahead of myself here. That's all right. But we're reminded at that point that to give a good gift is about giving what the recipient would like, not what we would like. Now, this reminds me of a story about when I was a lot younger with my wife. And I remember at, um, I think it was Dad's birthday. And my mum, just to give you some context, my mum, well, my mother-in-law, is a real gift giver. It's her love language. She loves giving gifts and she loves receiving gifts. And my father, he's a real outdoor guy. He knows the handyman, the guy who likes to be outside and build things. So anyway, 
for his birthday, she gave him this gift. And you should have seen her face when she gave it to him. She was like filled with joy. And as he unwrapped it and opened it up, he realized that she had given him a beautiful Swarovski crystal centerpiece to put in the lounge room, which she had wanted for years. (laughs) The look on her face was precious, but the look on his face was even more precious. And just to give you some context with that story, he really loved the compost bin that Danilla and I gave him. (laughs) So at that point, you can always tell when someone doesn't get a present that they like. There's body language signs that gives it away. All right. So for example, if somebody doesn't like a present, they sort of don't even really look at you while they're unwrapping the present because facial expressions can give away. So it's a bit like, you know, thanks. I I really love the present. So the facial expressions are a real giveaway. The other giveaway is when they start wrapping the present up again really quickly and putting it back in the box because you can't be too quick at giving back something to the shops, you know, returning something. So... When somebody really does love a present, they'll interact with you. They'll look you in the eye and they'll be overjoyed. Sometimes they'll even interact with the present. They'll hold it up to their face like if it's a scarf or they'll smell it if it's like a lipstick like Stephanie got last night. And my five-month-old granddaughter, she interacted with all her presents last night because they all went straight in her mouth. (laughs) And we knew that she loved them because as soon as we took them away, she cried. (laughs) so we knew that that was her love language so at that point in time you have to think about some keys in regards to giving a good gift so the first key is thoughtfulness it's about thoughtfulness you know we have to be thoughtful about the gift that we give that's when people look at you and they'll go that gift was so thoughtful you really thought about me you see the key really is about knowing what that person wants. It's about giving them what they want, okay? So the key in giving them the right gift is actually getting to know that person. What colour do they like to wear? What movies do they like to watch? What books do they like to read or music do they listen to? Are they outdoors people? What's their age? Give them an age-appropriate gift. Do they like an adventure like a balloon ride or something like that? That's really important. That's about thoughtfulness. But also, getting to know that person and the gift that they want, the hardest thing, one of the hardest things, is actually the urge, resisting that urge to get them what they want when you really want to get them what you want. Okay? And that's because guys and girls are a bit different. You see, guys are practical. They give practical gifts. And women... They like to give sentimental gifts. So, for example, a guy will give a voucher to a jewellery store, but the woman would actually like the article of jewellery because it has sentimental reasons. But guys love vouchers. You know, they do. Super cheap auto vouchers. Do you know why? Because this could be anything. It could. (laughs) So, in doing that, I also know, for example, a woman likes like a freshly cut rose. Imagine if you give 
your wife a rose. She'd love that because it's got a sentimental reason. But a guy, being practical, will give her the rose bush because, you see, you kill two birds with one stone. We can relate to this. You see, she gets the rose and it doesn't die. And then every year at Valentine's Day, you don't have to give her a rose anymore. Just write on the card your thoughts and then you draw an arrow out the window <laughs> and remind her that the rose bush is out there, you see? <laughs> but seriously now, giving is a lifestyle. It says in Acts 20 verse 35, "'Tis better to give than to receive.'" So why is that? Because we were created to be givers, because God is a giver. Look at some examples where this doesn't happen. Look at the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea doesn't give. It only receives. That's why it's dead. Okay, what about that TV show Hoarders? Anyone ever seen that show, Hoarders? Isn't that sad? It's actually debilitating when people just continually hoard things and never give anything away. And then you think of like Gollum in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, <laughs> you know, when he had that, that ring, it felt so good. But eventually greed and a fear of lack ate him away. And it was actually terrible to see. So when you give, there is a spiritual principle at work. God loves a cheerful giver. And I've got a scripture up here from Luke six thirty-eight. And it says, give and it will be given unto you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So the more you give, the more that God can fill you up. And when I read that, I kept thinking about, poured into your lap. And I sort of started to reflect on that. And I thought, what does that mean? And I sort of thought about, you know, when you make olive oil or wine, it's sort of like you've got to jump on it and shake it and then it sort of comes out and overflows. And it's something that, you know, when you want to anoint some, somebody like a king, you actually just pour the oil over them. So that's the way God does it with us. He pours his blessings out upon us and they overflow. So your choice, you choose your level of blessing by the way you choose your level of, of giving, you see, your generosity. So what's giving at Christmas truly all about. It's true that Christmas is a time for giving, but it's not about the gifts. And it's true that Christmas is a time of celebration, but it's not all about the celebration. And it's true that Christmas is a time for family, but it's not about the family get-together. It's remembering who we are celebrating. You see, if we forget who we're celebrating, it's a bit like that story about the baby that was lying on the bed. And as people came to celebrate the birth of that baby, they'd throw the coat on the bed and actually covering the baby to the point where they smothered the baby and forgot all about the baby. They went there to celebrate the baby, but the baby was smothered. So they forgot all about the baby. So they missed the whole point of the celebration, as in a way, Australia is missing the whole point of Christmas in some way. If we're not careful, we will lose the whole message of Christmas. So Christmas is when God so loved the world that he 
gave us Jesus. Why? To reconnect us to him because Jesus took the punishment of our sins upon himself. So in the book of Luke, it sets out right from the start in chapter 1, verses 31 to 35, why we should celebrate Jesus. Three reasons. One, because he's our saviour. And we should have that scripture up here as well. This one, it says, it's, he's our saviour. The angel says to Mary, you are to call him Jesus. Jesus means saviour. So we have to remember that we're celebrating Jesus because he is our saviour. He's also our Messiah, our King. He is the long-awaited Messiah in the line of David. The angel says the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. And finally, because he's the son of God. The angel goes on. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. Jesus' birth was unique, as, he, as, ex, as is explained by the angel in these verses. Mary was a virgin, and so a normal conception was clearly impossible. Instead, she was told, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. The angel then immediately begins to explain why this is so significant. The Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. We see here how Jesus is both fully human, born of natural way, but still fully God, conceived by the Holy Spirit. So in conclusion, what can we give to Jesus to celebrate his birth? Well, according to him, he only wants two things from us this Christmas. One to love God with all our heart, with all our soul, and all our mind, and all our strength. And the other one, to love each other the same way. So this Christmas, the best gift you can give to express your love to those around you is to tell them how much you love them. And to be mindful of them. And the second thing is pause and tell God how much you love him. Give him your heart because he gave you his son. He gave you eternal life by giving his own very life. And we always have to remember the reason Jesus was born was so that he could die. So this Christmas, let us pause right now as I pray that we remember the reasons why we give these gifts. Father, I thank you that this Christmas day we can celebrate Jesus. We can lift him up before you, Father God, and acknowledge him in every way. I thank you, Father God, that we can love you through Jesus Christ and love each other as we love you. I thank you, Father God, that this day that we remember the important things about Christmas. The gifts are great, 
The family's wonderful. The party's awesome. But it's more than that. It's stopping and reflecting about eternal life, about eternal promises, to remember the goodness that God has given us because he loved us first and loved us till the end of the earth. So thank you, Father God, this day that we will make the effort to acknowledge those around us and to acknowledge you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.